Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Happy Father's Day again to everybody. I want to talk about uh, free and available Wi-Fi <laughs> uh, for a while here this morning. Uh, it is the family of wireless network protocols based on IEEE 802.11. How'd I do, Tim Phoebus? Where are you? Is that right? Tim's our IT specialist. It's the family of standards which are commonly used for local area networking of devices and access, internet access, allowing nearby digital devices to connect. Oh, there it is. To connect and exchange data by radio waves called Wi-Fi. Those of you that are old enough to remember 33 and a third or 48, some of you 78s, any 78s in the crowd? Maybe not. You, some of you don't even know what I'm talking about, but that's called high fidelity. Remember H, high fidelity. Well, this is Wi-Fi. This is wireless fidelity. And um, uh, the word fidelity you may or may not use uh, regularly in your vocabulary. If you're a, if you're a uh, Marine, you know Semper Fi, uh, Semper Fidelis which is always faithful. Fidelity is faithfulness. And so when you're talking about uh, wireless fidelity or high fidelity, it's a noun meaning faithfulness to obligation. Faithfulness to obligation and duty. And uh, you're quite possibly connected to the church Wi-Fi. I am connected to the church Wi-Fi right now. Um, Maybe you're fact-checking me for the definition of Wi-Fi right now. Who knows? Uh, Aaron is able to track how many people log on to uh, the Wi-Fi that we have here at the church, and you see it in the scrolling announcements before we start. Um, And you can cruise the world. I was old enough, I'm old enough to remember when a person who lugged around encyclopedias called Britannica would bring them to your front door in big leather cases and try to sell you the information of the world, which was already outdated when they were selling it to you. But it was the newest and the fresh, freshest information. Uh, but maybe you're online right now. Uh, it's not possible without being connected wirelessly. Um, we, we have hot spots throughout the church. We've got one in here somewhere, I think, don't we, Aaron? Oh, right back at the sound booth. So they're scattered throughout the building, so no matter, no matter where you go throughout the building, it'll, it, you, you'll disconnect from that one, and you'll seamlessly connect to the next one. It's all very high-tech. Uh, and we thank uh, Aaron and Tim for helping us with that. Um, you can set your phone as a hotspot. Did you know this? That you can, you can radiate a Wi-Fi signal. I love to keep mine on and allow people to see it, not log on to it, because the name of my phone is Jesus Loves You. So everyone on the airplane gets to see somebody, gets to see Jesus Loves You. Everyone, if, if you, uh, I don't have my phone up here now, I have my iPad, but I don't know what the name of this thing is called, but you'll, be able, you'll have the option of logging on to Jesus Loves You. I guess it's not very Christian of me then not to, to deny them, deny them every time, but, but I do, do let them know that Jesus loves them. Um, <laughs> I mean, Wi-Fi is amazing. Uh, free, free, right? Free is good. If it's free, it's for me. That's we, how we roll in my house. Uh, and it's available. Uh, right now in America, there's 332 million people. And 307 of them are connect, 307 million connected. That's a 97% connection rate uh, in America. 
three, four weeks ago, you may have seen this picture uh, in the news. This is a photograph of something that's foreign to many of you. It's a payphone. <laughs> and on May 23rd of last month, this is in New York City, the very last payphone was lifted off its bolts and I think it's headed to the Smithsonian or some, some, someplace, seriously. Uh, and the, the headline for the article read, Goodbye Landlines. I remember when I cut my landline at home, I just felt naked. It's like, I know, but I need to, right? Do you ever feel like that? And it's like, so here goes the last, the payphone. The article read, the phone's removal marks the completion of the New York City's nearly decade-long effort to replace and the outdated technology with links, NYC kiosks, which offer domestic calling, uh, mobile device charging, 911, and free Wi-Fi access. Free Wi-Fi access. Wi-Fi. It's almost omnipresent. Hmm. So to get connected, most of the time, it's, it's just free. You, you know, you head into Menards or Lowe's or wherever, but sometimes uh, you need a password. You need a password to get the free Wi-Fi here. And if you're not familiar with that, it's Jesus Saves. So if you are not logged on to the free Wi-Fi, you can still get it, but we have a password. It's frustrating, though, sometimes when it's so ubiquitous, it's everywhere, but then they still make you pay for it. Like when you're on an airplane and you're in the airport or whatever. It's like, it's not, you already have it, just let me have some of it, right? It's frustrating. Um, in a hotel, on vacation, wherever it is, that's not how God works, right? He makes wireless fidelity available to everyone, everywhere. Wireless fidelity. I don't know uh, what, uh, let's take a little quick poll. This would be interesting. How many of you have AT&T? Any AT&T folks? We'll pray for you later. There'll be healing service right up <laughs> down here for you. We're very sorry for you. T-Mobile, any T-Mobile folks in the house? Couple T-Mobile folks. Uh, cricket, where's Joey? Joey, are you still on Cricket? You're up. <laughs> Got some Cricket folks. X Xfinity, Xfinity, couple Xfinity. And Verizon. Right, now I'm gonna show you the Verizon coverage map. You're right, it is a lie. Because I live right on that white dot where there's no, where there's no signal. <laughs> it's like that. Verizon's Wi-Fi connectivity coverage map. So I thought about this, and I thought about how it is that we have a connection conference coming up, and get connected, stay connected, Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy's mantra, and how it is that we, we, we find it important that uh, we, we, we get connected. And so I wanted to take a few minutes to talk to you about uh, God's coverage plan. Let's show you God's coverage plan here. The next slide there, Rose, should be God's coverage plan. There it is. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's uh, a powerful representation of how we connect with God. The enemy would want you to think that it's hard to connect with God. I don't know how. I, don't, I can tell you the number of times I speak with people. I don't know how. I don't know. And that's just the enemy messing with your head. Because God makes it very, very clear that he wants to connect with you. 
and that you can connect with him. It's not hard, and certainly not as hard as you'd like to think it is sometimes. And primarily it's because that you have been made imago dei. You have been made in this Latin phrase, the image of God. Why is it so easy to connect with God? It's because you're made in his image, right? If I broke my watch and I took it to the plumber, the plumber would look at me like, why do you want me to fix it? If I broke my watch and I took it to the carpenter or the tile layer or the electrician, no, where do you take a watch? You take it to a watchmaker and that's where the watch, they can fix it. And when our lives are broken, sometimes we run to pillar or to post to try to get it fixed. But if we go back to the one who made us in his image, you'll find that it's a lot easier to connect, amen? So I wanna take a few minutes and talk about Imago Dei, Dei rather, and it's found uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter one, beginning at the 26th verse. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over the earth, all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27. So God created man imago dei. God created man and women, humankind, in his image. He made them. So who is this that's made in the image of God? Again, the enemy would like you to be convinced that only the pretty people are made in the image of God. Now you may roll your eyes at that, but sometimes you think that God's favor is on other people more than on you. You know, he is jealous for you. Love like a hurricane, right? This is how he, he looks at you. And I don't know if there are multiple children in your family. Maybe mom and dad had a favorite. And maybe they even told you that you weren't that one. <laughs> but God says, you're my favorite. Every one of you are. If you were the only person on the face of the earth, he would still want to connect with you. And the way that he does that is he died for you. And if you were the only person on earth, that means he would ha- you would have been the one that had to crucify him. And he still died for you. He died for the ones who crucified him. So his love is immeasurable. He wants to connect with you. But sometimes we get too busy. We see it. I wish I had my phone. Do you have your phone with you? Toss it up here, dear. I need it as a little sermon illustration. Thank you. You ever have your phone ring and you go like this? Not today. Oh, not you? Ring, ring, ring. No. No. You may not hang up on them. You push the little side thing where it keeps ringing. Because if you get hang up fast, then they know that you hung up. I'm giving you a little, little helpful hint here. I'll give you another one I probably shouldn't share with you. I've never used it. Honest, hand to heaven, never used it. But I've read that it, it's, it's, it's super easy. And as you're talking to someone you don't want to talk with anymore, one way is to drive down over the river on Route 29 and lose the signal. <laughs> or, or, you could, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. That doesn't work generally. But if you just turn your plane on airplane mode in the middle of your conversation, it'll say, it'll say uh, oh, we got a nodding from the Shemansky boys. Good, I have, a, I have an amen corner this morning on the how to get rid of unwanted phone calls. But you, you, hit the, you hit the airplane mode and it says call failed on the other end. See, there you go, I know. And Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
for thine is the kingdom. But don't we do that to God sometimes? I'm just too busy. I'm too busy enjoying my sin right now. Why is he calling me now? This is a very inappropriate time. Disconnect. Call failed. Hang up. But the thing is, he made you. So he knows you. He's not the plumber. He's the watchmaker. And he goes, I know exactly what you're up to. And you know what he does? Then he calls you again, and he calls you again, and he taps you on the shoulder. And then grandma says, God love you. And then, then you end up at church, and the pastor reminds you how much Jesus loves you. And then, then you, you start seeing billboards, and you start, God is chasing you down. He's reminding you that he loves you, and he wants to connect with you. I mean, if the rocks would cry out to praise his name, he'll really, he'll make himself available to you all the time. I showed you the coverage map. He's here right now, he's in this place, and he wants to connect with you. Why? If my dog was here, I've got a great dog, but I don't know that God wants to connect with my dog because my dog doesn't have a soul. I think dogs will go to heaven, by the way. Unfortunately, cats will too. But dogs will certainly go to heaven. Um, Well, cats will go because of God's grace. Well, you know, wait, wait, wait. You know that animals were in the Garden of Eden before humans. So animals are part of a perfect world. Right, so, but, but God didn't die for animals. God died for people with a soul, human beings, right? So he wants to connect with you. He's the watchmaker. He made you imago dei. He made you in his image. And you know what's super cool about that? If you've ever, like, read the book of Genesis closely, it, you know, created the birds of the air, the fowl of the air, the, the animals, the, he made everything. He just, and what did he do? Just spoke it into it. Let there be, let there be, let there be. But when it came to the sixth day and, and the creation of man, what happened? He formed them out of the dust of the earth. What did that look like? Some people say that like, like God got down on his hands and knees and just like we'd build a snowman on the ground and formed That's one way, perhaps. Maybe he just laid down in the dust and left his imprint there. But regardless, he touched us when he made us, and then he blew right into our nostrils. God blew the breath of heaven right into us. We're made in his image. That's super special. So he didn't come to die just for the pretty people. He came to die for you and me, the broken, the undone. The one would rather have it my way, you know, have it your way. That's, that's our philosophy, isn't it? I want it my way, me, mine, mine. Why did you cut me off? Why are you in front of me? This poor lady driving so slow today. I said, Grandma. To pick it up, girl, I'm talking to myself in the car. She's like going 20 miles an hour up the road. There's nobody here at six o'clock in the morning. She's the only one out for a joyride. I'm like, you're just. Then I can see her in the mirror. You know how you can then look at you start looking in the mirror like, who is this person? She got no teeth and she's doing the that thing the whole time. And I'm behind her and you're not supposed to pass. You're not, and I didn't. But I'm like, come on. 
Then I'm tanned, I'm so sorry. I turned my headlight, I didn't turn the brights on, but I didn't turn my headlights on like, there's somebody back here. <laughs> Me, behind you, waiting for you to go faster than 20 miles an hour. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound very holy. No, but it was Sunday morning and the pastor had to get to church and tell people about Jesus' love. <laughs> what? 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 Yes, me. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Ah, sorry, Lord, you know. That's not a good way to start your Sunday. Sorry, Lord. I mean, I didn't honk at or anything like that. You know, I didn't, like, I didn't like get really crass or anything, but I'm like, I was like frustrated. And I had nothing to be frustrated about. I was way early, but I wanted to get down here, you know, and see if the air conditioner had turned on when I turned it on remotely at home. Be alone. Gosh, being alone is, being lonely. You can be alone and you can be lonely and there are different things, you know. You can be lonely in a, in a crowd full of people. And uh, I like that God died for lonely people Amen. and for broken people, for the widow and the widower, for the drug addict. Gosh, you know. Addiction is such a hard thing. And if you've never been addicted, you really need to ratchet up your sympathy, your empathy a little bit because it is a powerful thing that goes on in between your ears with, with desires and habits. And now I'm not going to do this habit. And I always did this habit when I was there. Now I'm not there. And, or I'm still trying to be there and I can't do that. And it's all part of that. Do you, do, anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. God made you and he died for you. And he still wants to connect with addicts. He wants to connect with homeless people. If you were abused, mistreated. Well, those are things that have happened to you, right? But you know what? God wants to connect with people that hate him. I mean, if people hate me, I'm not real high on wanting to connect with them. Gotta be honest. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, right? But God's better than us. He says, you know what, even though you hate me, even though you revile me and you cuss me and you flip me off and you disown me, uh, he, I, still, I still love you. I'm glad he gave Peter another chance to come back after he denied him three times. And he knew that he, Peter was going to deny him three times and he still washed his feet. Judas was in the room that night and he still washed his feet. That's who he wants to connect with, people that have turned their back on him. Yeah, those people are created in his image. That's why humanity is so important. And let me just not go down a bunny trail, but hit a, a main highway. That's why pre-born humans are really important too, you know. He still loves you. He's connected to you, he has to be. He breathed in you, you're formed in his image. You're the imago dei. So what does it mean to be made in his image? Well, you know, it was right here that I had to make a decision when preparing what I wanted to share with you because I was on the way to writing a very good sermon. Here, Pam. I was on my way to writing a very good sermon. And, I, and uh, God says, they don't need a good sermon, they need the good news. 
See, you can get good sermons everywhere, right? But do you always get the good news? And the good news is this. You are, I am broken. I am me, mine, all the way. And then God comes in and says, Eric, come on now. To whom much has been forgiven, you need to show that love. You need to demonstrate that love. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Lord, I forgot. I'll be, love is patient, not impatient. Love is kind, not unkind. I gotta be that, gotta do that. You know, I, I, maybe we just take 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and we just say, you know, this, this should be us everywhere we go. Because I wasn't very patient this morning. In my spirit, I wasn't very kind. You know, we can just get that way and feel justified in it, particularly if they cross you. She had done nothing to me. She was just driving slow, which hurt me. Because <laughs> I, I, I travel quickly. And, and, but, you know, when somebody just outright hurts your feelings, does it on purpose, and no, they did it, and to still be, I'm going to be patient here, I'm going to be kind, that's a tall order for us. And so we're not necessarily looking for good sermons. We're looking for the good news. And so when we talk about imago dei, it, it, it comes to us from the Latin phrase out of the book of Genesis, which I shared with you. But this is the theological definition. Imago dei means the humans reflect God's divine nature in their ability to achieve the uniqueness and the characteristics by which they have been endowed. These unique qualities, I'm reading from a theology book, can you tell? These unique qualities make humans different than all other creatures. Relational understanding, creative liberty, the capacity for self-actualization, and the potential for self-transcendence, which means that dogs don't build tree houses. Right? A dog is just happy to lay wherever. The dog's never picked up a hammer and made a doghouse even. But we always look at it a little bit better. We can fix that. We can make that faster. We can do. This is the human nature that God has given us. And some people are just amazing. My wife and I traveled to Rome a number of years ago. If you've ever get a chance to go to Rome, you should go to Rome. And you should go to the Sistine Chapel. I have a photograph of the top of the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel I'd like to show you. That's, if, you, if you're standing in the floor and you're looking up, that's the Sistine Chapel, painted by Michelangelo. He finished it just five years before the Reformation, which means when Luther went, this is a little bit, this is just for you and me, Jill, former recovering Lutheran. Um, when Luther went and got all sideways with Rome, I mean, he went, this was there. This is what Michelangelo was painting this when Luther was in Rome. So what you'll look at is I drew a red circle around something right in the center. So if you stand dead center in the room and you look straight up, you see what I've circled in red. You can't see it very well, so I have another photo for you. You'll notice it now. Ah, do we know what that is? Right? This is the creation of Adam right in the center at the top of the Sistine Chapel. And you'll be more familiar with the next slide. Have you seen that before? These two hands kind of touching. That's the hand of God reaching to touch the hand of Adam. Powerful, I think. You're connected to God because you're made in his image. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. You're first connected because you're created in his image. You're also connected because he picked you and he gave you his name. 
The reason my name is Eric is because my father named me. Supposedly named me before my mom was even pregnant. Like, this is going to be the name of my first son. Cool. My middle name is Arnie. I'm looking for giggles and laughter, duly noted. It's a family name. It's my grandfather's name, my great-grandfather's name, my dad's middle name, my uncle's middle name. Arnie, A-R-N-E, it's just a family name. I'm very proud of that name. Why? Because my dad gave it to me. Was my dad awesome and great and fantastic? No, he was broken like your dad was too. But it's the name that I got. Hanson. I've got one of these relatives that does all the lineage stuff. You got anybody in your family that does the whole ancestry, whatever, find out where you're from or whatever? Well, she's got me going all the way back to Germany and Norway. And you know that, that Hansen is the son of Hans, H-A-N-S, Hansen. Although I'm spelled E-N, not O-N, it's a Norwegian thing. Just who I am. I mean, I, legally I could go down and change my name, but this is my name. And that's just how it goes. You have your name because somebody gave you that name. You didn't, for the most part, pick your name. You were given a name. Why? By someone who birthed you. And God's given you a name. Amen? That's what makes you special. Now, I picked Cheryl. And now she has my name. Isn't that cool? Not everybody does that anymore. But she changed her name willingly to my name. What the heck? That's so weird. Right? It really became weird when my daughter didn't have my last name anymore. That's any dads in the house? Marry off your daughter and they change your last name? Well, what gives? What was wrong with the name I gave you? See, in the spirit realm, at the end of Ephesians 5, the Lord says that he is the bridegroom and we are the bride. He picked us. He picked us. He said, will you marry me? And he didn't get down on one knee. He got up on the cross. Tweet it. He didn't get down on one knee. He got up on the cross. And he said, I want you to willingly take my last name. Would you be mine? Would you? I picked you. I picked you. The Wi-Fi is available, but it's only available. You have to log on. I picked her, and she said no. But I was persistent. Oh, I was persistent. And then she said yes. And then she said no. This is the truth, isn't it? Yeah, she says yeah. But then she said yes. And then it stuck. Praise the Lord. God got down and he said, you know what? I want you to be mine. Ephesians 5 says he's the bridegroom and the church is the bride. Will you say yes? And maybe you did say yes at one time to him and his way, whether it was through communion or confirmation or at your bedside or driving down the road or at some altar. There was a moment when you said yeah, yes, yes. I don't know what that looked like for you. Maybe it was some long prayer. Maybe somebody led you in a prayer. Maybe you read a prayer. Maybe you just made up your own prayer like I did. 
I didn't, I didn't know. I was driving in my truck. I was literally moving in my vehicle and said, took the steering wheel of my truck, my F100 Ford, and I acted like I took the steering wheel off, and I pretended like I put it in the driver's seat, and I said, if you are who you say you are, from now on, you can drive my life. I mean, what a pompous challenge, if you are who you say you are. And that was me. And he did. He began to drive my life for me and help me. Because, you know, Jesus needs to be more than a co-pilot. He really should be the pilot. And so he, not on one knee, up on the cross says, will, will, you, will you be with me? Will you, I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll be with you. I'll provide for you. I'll sustain you. There'll be good times. There'll be bad times. But we'll get through them together. They'll be thick. They'll be thin. There'll be laughter, there'll be tears, but we can do this together if you'll just get connected. Wireless, high fidelity. So we say yes to his proposal and you become part of the church. Talking to somebody just the other day, you know, I don't know what your opinion is of the church. Obviously, you have a fairly decent opinion of the church because you're here. Some people, particularly in this day and age, don't have a really high opinion of the church. And that's really sad because that's the bride of Christ. And there is no plan B in heaven. Like when Jesus came back to heaven after he died and rose again and he ascended and he got back and he had a conversation with the Father. This is in Eric Hansen version. You know, hey, hey this is how it went. Well, did you establish the church like I asked you to? Yes, yes, Father, well, I established the church like you asked you to. Well, what if that doesn't work? Then Jesus asked the Father, what if that doesn't work? And the Lord says, the Father says, there is no plan B. The church is the plan. The church is the plan. Is it broken? Yes, you're here. I'm here. <laughs> it's broken. But here's the thing. We know we're broken. We know we are a, 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 a vessel in the midst of creation. We know as long as we stay in the center of the potter's wheel, you ever thrown clay and, and, and it gets a little off? It gets like that going on? You ever seen that? Yeah, you've seen yourself in a mirror. I've seen myself in a mirror. I haven't looked like that a few times, right? Like, wow, your, wife is pretty, your life is kind of wobbly right now. Why don't you get back in the center of our relationship and then we're going to be okay? I just told my wife last week, I said, I got to turn some of this news off. I got to turn some of this news off, man, because it was making me all wobbly. Like, I wanted to, like, stick my arms out and spin in a circle in the middle of Walmart and just see how many people I could knock out. I got like, ah, it's just crazy. Hey, my body, my choice. I can do whatever I want. Just, it's important. Wi-Fi may be available, but you still have to connect. Now, in this room, I know, I need you to put some special Put your thinking cap on. Put your, put your special glasses on and think about this. In this room, from going from this side of the room into that side of the room and from this side of the room to that side, really just kind of a big old bowl of spaghetti in the middle of this room in, in a realm that is absolutely real, absolutely real, but you can't see it. It's called radio waves. You can't deny that they're real. They're real. And they're here right now. AM, FM, and 50 other different types of radio stations. T, 
TV signals, GPS in your car, in the planes flying over our head, the radar that tracks them, down at the hospital, magnetic resonance imaging, MRIs, radio waves, RFIDs, radio frequency identification in your wallet, microwave oven, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a microwave. It's a wave, not like a radio wave. I can listen to the radio wave. Radio, no, a micro, itty bitty wave that goes so hard and so hot and so fast it makes water boil, but it's a radio wave. Walkie-talkies, ham radios, remote-controlled cars, security systems, satellite dishes, this microphone right here attached to this little package, this little transmitter, Where's the receiver for this, Aaron? On the stage? Transmitting back to there and then going back there wirelessly. High fidelity. Wireless fidelity. And they're all available. They're all available. You could tune in any one of them if you wanted to. If you had the right equipment. God's here. His frequency is in this room. Now, you have the crystal inside of you. Remember old crystal radios? That's the, that's the uh, I wasn't doing some new age thing there all of a sudden. That sounded weird, didn't it? You, but you could, crystal radios, it's an old thing. Nonetheless, you have within you the mechanism, let's say it like that. You have within you the hardware and you have within you the software. You are totally a package ready to receive the, the spiritual waves, the, the wavelength of God's communication to you to get connected. It's free. And here's the caveat, it's available. Some of you right now, the Wi-Fi for this church is available, but you're not logged on. I'm encouraging you today through the good news to tell you that you not only can, but you should. And when you do, you're going to find such high fidelity, wirelessly. God's going to come and he's going to speak to you. Well, how does God speak to you? Well, sometimes he, I hear him just kind of whisper in my head, you know, and some people say they hear the audible voice of God. And, and I, you know, it can all become very gooey, but I'm going to tell you. You don't have to know any of that stuff. All you have to do is look in here. Because this is him speaking to you. Love is patient, Eric. Love is kind. Love doesn't desire its own way. It's not haughty. Doesn't The gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. Hmm? Right? So just start here. You want to hear God talk? You want to connect with God? This is the heaven's router. Oh, my gosh. This is way down the rabbit hole for some of you. This is heaven's router. Now, I have my phone set because I like free. I have my phone set to tell me when there is Wi-Fi available. Anybody else? I, I may have gone too far. It, it just tells me all the time. There's one place in particular as I drive down Old Tipton School Road. My phone goes, bloop, do you want to log on to Tony's house? Bloop, do you want to be in the Aaron's house? Or bloop, you want to be in the ground? Every house along that's got radiating, and I'm close enough to the houses as I go down that road. I, there's, all these, there's all these signals that are available. And it looks like this when you log on. I have another little logo for you. And I don't know, can you read that or not? The network name is Forgiveness. The security type is eternal. It's not encrypted, and the security code is simple. It's John 3.16. Yeah. 
For God's loved you so much that he gave up his only son so that he could connect with you. That's how badly he wants to connect. How can we do this? How can I connect with them? I'll go down and I'll show them. I'll, I'll be one of them. I'll live like them. I'll be tempted like them. I will eat with them. I will demonstrate that. I will suffer the slings and arrows of my enemies and I will die a sinner's death to show them how much I love them. That's how badly I want to connect with them. Wireless fidelity. Faithfulness to obligation and duty. What does that mean? God is faithful. He's faithful. How do I know that he's faithful? Because he's faithful and true. It's his name. I can't be anything other than Eric because that's my name. God's name is faithful and true. Amen. Only two scriptures to show you. First John 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful. If we confess our sins, he's what? Full of faith, he's going to do this thing and forgive you of your sin. 1 Corinthians 10, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He's not going to let you get tempted. Oh, boy. Can we just stop for a second here? Because don't temptations. I think temptation comes to me faster now at this age than when I was 15 or 18. I didn't have... I don't know what the deal was, but now because maybe my world is wider and broader or just the way the world is, is like everywhere you turn is an opportunity to rebel against God. Everywhere you turn is an opportunity to flip off the Lord and say, you know, forget that. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm my own boss. Right? Anybody else? Okay. Well, this, this is the deal. God says no matter where you go, when you get tempted, I'm going to give you a way of escape. I'm going to let, give you an opportunity to get out so that in the end, what's happened is you stepped in that stuff on your own free will. And some of you have been trying to scrape it off the bottom of your shoe for a number of years, but it still smells. God says, let me wash you whiter than snow. Let me remove your sin as far as east is from west. Because if you go east, you'll never go west. If you go west, you'll never go east. You'll just keep going infinitely. God says, I'll remove all those transgressions from you. Because it's not if you mess up, it's when you mess up. God says, I still love you. I still want to connect with you. I still want to be with you. But the enemy does try to interfere, doesn't he? Oh, my goodness. Radio wave interference. You ever experienced that? AM. You might listen to the radio. You ask a young, I asked Ryan or anybody on the, you guys listen to the radio? What's the radio? <laughs> no, they don't, they don't say it quite like that. You know, they're the podcast generation or, or the whatever. But I'll tell you what, you take your little podcast through a tunnel and see how long you're going to listen to it. <laughs> My wife's got uh, XM, Sirius XM on her car. You can't listen to it in the garage. When you back out of the garage, now you can listen to the radio. Why is that? Because there's interference. You're isolated. You're insulated from the signal. And that's what the enemy tries to do to you. If he can keep you away from something like the good news, keep you distracted, bring radio interference, a virus, a virus infecting your computer, Affecting your phone. Don't, don't click that, Cheryl. <laughs> it's too 
late. God has provided his own virus protection. It's an antivirus. It's called the grace of God. It protects you. Because if you click the thing you're not supposed to click it, most people say, too bad, so sad, you should have known better. God says, you should have known better, but let me fix that for you. He's like the super tech. He's like the IT guy that doesn't get mad at you because <laughs> you call him every day because you forgot your password or it reset itself or I can't log on. Right, Tim? But this is how God does for us. He's having the IT guy that doesn't get mad at you. He gives you the antivirus. It's called the grace of God. Even though you messed up, even though you didn't, even though you tuned out, I've designed you to listen to me and now you've willingly twisted the dial and you're listening to a frequency that you shouldn't listen to. Like I told my wife, I gotta and literally change the dial on my phone. It's not, it's not the frequency I want to listen to. I want to be informed, but I don't want it to drag me down in this black hole of Man, the world's really messed up and there's no hope, right? Unless we elect so-and-so. I mean, the mailbox yesterday had like $57 worth of cardboard advertisements for, it's like, we both said this in unison, my gosh, that's a waste of money. Just, I just want to tune all that out. And, and if really, if the world is going to be changed, it's not going to be because Joe Biden does this, or Donald Trump does that, or some representative does this, or, or the Supreme Court does. Listen, that's all, that's all well and good. We prayed for the leaders of our country today. You should do that regularly. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a revival. It's going to be when people say, you know what? God just needs to be the center of my life. And, and, and I need to stop getting mad at people driving down the road. Right? Me, take responsibility for me. And, and, and the six feet wing spread that God has given me where I can have influence and say, you know what, I just gotta make sure my home loves God, make sure I love God, honor God with my time, with my talents, with my treasure. Um, not be weird, right? I mean, being a Christian by default makes you weird. You are, counter, you are indeed countercultural by being a Christian, if you're really a Christian. I'm not talking about Tupperware Christian, Sunday morning Christian. <laughs> Right, right, we all know those. Are you a Christian? Yeah, well, 80% of America, 85% of America say they're a Christian. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that, that genuinely, I'm not saying, like, you don't ever fail, you forget to pray, and da 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 da, da. I'm not talking about, but you, tr you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Because that's where it starts, that's the gospel. You believe that he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And I want to side with that as best I can, whether you look like a Presbyterian, a Methodist, a Lutheran, a Pentecostal, I don't care what stripe, I don't care what stripe, do you know Jesus? Is he the center of your life? Do you trust him that when you die, that death won't hold you because you've accepted what he did for you? This is the difference between a good sermon and a good news sermon, right? 
Do you accept what he's done for you and trust in that? Not your church attendance, not your giving, not your nice clothes or your good house or you didn't say that potty mouth word yesterday. I was, uh, I think I was with a really, a, a real Christian the other day. I can't tell you who and I can't tell you where, but she used the, she used the S word. You know, you better, she didn't know I was a pastor. She didn't, I don't believe she knew I was a pastor. We were just having a short conversation. And as in most of my conversations, the Lord comes up and, man, we need to pray. You better believe we need to pray. We need to read our Bible because the S is about to hit the fan. I'm like, I think she's a Christian. I think she's a Christian. That's what I thought to myself. I didn't go, oh, she's not a Christian. I thought, man, there was some conviction on what she just said. There was some uh there, you know? Like, wow. So we entered into this conversation about what was going to hit the fan and, and how God was going to take care of us. How God was going to take care of us in the middle of all that. She was connected. Maybe she wasn't on the frequency I was on. But she was connected. That made her my sister. See? You gotta get connected. Just use what you have. Open up your heart. Hear what he says. Don't ignore. Next time he calls, gosh, there was the other day. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just use this as an example. Last night we went out and hung out with the grandkids for a little bit. Hannah and Ryan did something, and and Cheryl says, "Do you want to go out with me to hang out with the kids?" Part of me, the selfish side of me, was like, oh, no way, man. I want three, three curtain climbers hanging on me. And it's the end of the day, man. It's the end of the day. I'm going to put my pajamas on after dinner, and I'm going to plop in front of that TV, and I'm going to go mindless for a couple hours, and I'm going to go to bed, and you can come home. I'll be haggled yourself. I didn't say it, but that's what I'm thinking. Just being honest. Just being honest. Right? But the Lord, I'm going to tell you, I had a little mm, back here. He goes, there's going to be a day, Eric, you wish you could spend time with them. What? Get off your lazy backside. Get out there and go play with those kids. So we went out. We played baseball. We had fun. Got home when I was dead be tired. But I was, I heard, what I believe, I heard the voice of the Lord. Do the right thing. Go do it. I was energized. I was still tired. But I felt like I heard the voice of the Lord and I did it. This is the, this is the, if, if Christianity cannot be this real to you, if it's all, if it's all catechism and recite an answer, it's all between your ears and not in your heart. It's not till you have a frequency that you're hearing him, he's talking to you, that you go, oh, I'm in a relationship now. I get it. I get it. And that's what he affords you. That's what he affords me, if we take it. And then if you do that, it radically changes your life. And that's what some people don't want to hear because you're kind of happy just kind of going along. But until something shakes you, and unfortunately, oftentimes things like a stock market crash or a death of a loved one, those shake people to the point that they go, wow. Or they hit the bottom of the barrel. Listen, you don't have to have a stock market crash, a death in the family, or hit the bottom of the barrel to come to Jesus. You just don't have to. My wife is a living example of that. 
She was raised in a Christian home. Can't tell you a day and time that she gave her heart to the Lord. And as I've said before, there are, there are people that have light switch experiences. Boom, the light's off. Boom, now the light's on. You just flick the switch. I'm not serving Jesus. Now I am. And then there are people that just kind of dial up like a dimmer, like a rheostat in their life. And there's just some point that the light has turned on. And yes, I do love the Lord. And, I, and don't you, though you may not have a specific date and time that you can say, yes, that, but you know that you know that Jesus raised from the dead and that you're going to love and serve him the best of your ability. So that's all I got to say today. Um, I, I, I want to challenge you, and I know that's, no one likes to be challenged, but that's why you're here, really, right? We don't get off the dime until we reach a point of pain in our life or inspiration and revelation. So whatever you're at, I'd like you to stand with me, all of us. We're just going to take a moment. We're going to pray. And uh, if you want to come around the altar, you're more than welcome to come stand or kneel around the altar. It's always open after the service. Zacchaeus, Levi, Matthew, the woman at the well, Mary Magdalene, I, I could go on. I've got things I'd love to tell you for the next hour or two prepared to tell you using these examples but there's only two there's only two categories of people in this room people that have a connection and people that are not yet connected that's the only two categories that's in this room and you're and you know the connection can be degrees of strength right how many bars do you have i don't know how many bars do you have Hold on a second, let me go outside. Wait a second. Wait, whoa, wait. Okay, right there, there, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah? That's what we do when you want to talk with them. If you don't want to talk with them, it's like, eh, sorry. God loved you so much, he sent his son to die for you that he could get connected to you. So his signal, his beacon, sure and strong everywhere. Coverage map does not lie in God's world. And he's got you right now. I think you want to connect with him because you're wired to connect with him. You're the Imago Dei. That's why. The question is, will you say yes? It's free, this wireless fidelity, and it's available, which means you have to choose to log on. So Father, we just bow our hearts right now to you. And however you want to say that, just say yes to him. Answer the call. Answer the phone call. Push the green circle, not the red circle. Say hello. Hello. The beautiful thing about today is that when someone calls you, you already know who's calling you. You got caller ID built in. I was born before caller ID. You never knew who was on the other end of the line when they called. So when you call the Lord, he already knows it's you calling. And here's the deal. He's not going to hang up on you. He'd been waiting by the phone like the son of the, prodigal, of the prodigal's father in the story of the prodigal son. His first question is, how you doing? He says, how are you doing? And he wants you to be honest. You know, not so good. Wife and I had a fight. 
kids are going crazy. There's more months than money. My job is on the bubble. You just tell him, and he'll listen. Then at the end of that conversation, he's going to say, I got you. I got you. You got my name, right? You took my name, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dad. Well, then I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Fear is not, fear is not part of your, your, your vocabulary. Just don't quit. Hang on. Hang on. Don't quit. Don't quit. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Don't quit. I got you. Hang on. I can't hang on for another 10, 20. No, just hang on for the next 10 minutes. And then the next 10 minutes. And then the next 10 minutes. That's how people in AA, you know, they say one day at a time. I can't have 25 years of sobriety, but can you make it just another hour? If you can make it just another hour, then you can make it another hour and then another hour. So if you need prayer, you come on down front. Just find a place. No one's going to lay hands on you today. It's just going to be an opportunity for you to, to dial into the presence of the Lord. Find a place to kneel if you can around the altar. We'll leave the music playing after the service here in just a minute. It's time to connect. It's time to connect. And your primary connection is to the Lord this morning. So Father, we open our heart to you and we say thank you for your word, which is the beacon of truth for our lives. We tune in on this Father's Day to our Heavenly Father's call for us. We hear your voice and we answer yes. Yes to your word, yes to your ways, yes to your will. So lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And now may the peace of God, which passes understanding, guard you, guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your family, guard your finances, your health, keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationship.